And so these things don't go away. These hard things don't go away. But we can forge ourselves so that as they continue to come up, we are better at responding to them. Mm. I can be stronger in my emotional sense of grief. I can be stronger in a difficult romantic or otherwise conversation. I can be stronger in facing my shadow self because I'm not afraid of hard things. And so this form of forging myself helps me grow the capacity to continue to challenge myself in new and more difficult ways. Everyone you meet every single day is fighting a battle you may know nothing about. We're all in the process of overcoming. I'm Justin Wren, and my story has been heard by millions of people through my book, my TED Talk, podcast interviews, TV shows, professional fighting, and my foundation, Fight for the Forgotten. I believe we are all overcomers if we choose to overcome. We all have the option. I've been given the opportunity to overcome childhood trauma, sexual abuse, immense bullying, depression, suicidal ideation, substance use disorder, and I am a two-time suicide survivor. We are here to have conversations with some of the greatest minds of our time. Get ready to be inspired and to receive the tools and game plan to win this fight called life. Thank you for being here, for showing up for yourself. You, me, we have overcome 100% of our darkest days. I'm not done yet, and neither are you. This is your invitation to overcome. We're going. <laughs> I'm so glad y'all are here. Same. Yeah, Happy likewise. Likewise. Wow. Um, <laughs> I would love for y'all to introduce yourselves, but also, I thought we'd start this off differently than any other podcast I've ever done, and that's with a little Russian lore or a <laughs> a uh, fairy tale. Sure. Fairy tale for the listeners. And then we're going to get all into y'all's story. And I'm so excited y'all are here. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having thanks us. For having uh, us. Uh, I think what you want me to do is tell the story of Morosko. Yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, Morosko is uh, Morosko. I like to put a little Russian accent Can on you do it, it one more time? Mm-hmm. Oh, Morosko. Like yeah. I like it. Everybody. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a, a Russian fairy tale. Um, uh, and Morosko can be thought of as like a Jack Frost or Father Winter type mythology. Um, and if you, if you look at um, artistic representations of him, he often looks a lot like a Santa Claus, you okay. know, like a Russian Santa Claus. Uh, but there's a, a fairy tale that goes along with this mythology. And it's one about a beautiful little girl who lives in the middle of the Russian forest with her, her father, her nasty stepmother and her wicked stepsister. And the stepmother and the stepsister, they don't like the little girl very much. They're very jealous of her. She's very beautiful. Um, and so they just kind of really hate on this little girl. And so they, uh, the, the stepmother leads the little girl out into the middle of the frozen forest and basically leaves her there for dead. Wow. Like <laughs> Siberia? Rush. Yeah. yeah. Like Siberia. Uh, the, the taiga. Yeah, yeah. The taiga forest. Wow. Um, and uh, so she, the little girl, she's, she's sitting in the middle of the forest and she's cold and she's shivering and she's for all intents and purposes freezing to death. And Morotsko comes along and he's freezing the forest because that's what he does. He comes through the winter and he freezes the forest and he finds the little girl and he's about to freeze her, but he stops first and he says, child, are you warm? And the little girl answers him with stoicism and grace and says, yes, dear Morotsko, I'm warm enough. And so he doesn't freeze her because he's very impressed by her. And so he brings her into his cottage, makes her princess of the forest, gives her all these jewels and all these gifts, right? And 
somehow the stepmother catches wind of this. Like, not only is the little girl not dead, but Morotsko has brought her into his cottage, made her a princess of the forest, given her all these jewels and all these gifts. And so stepmother says, I know what I'll do. I'll recreate this. I'll take my own daughter. I'll leave her in the forest. Morotsko will find her, make her a princess of the forest, and give her all these jewels and all these gifts. And so she does this. Um, and so the nasty stepsister is sitting in the forest, and she's cold. And Morotsko comes by and says, child, are you warm? And this little girl, she's not stoic. She's not gracious. So she kind of mouths off to him. And so he freezes her. Okay. What, do you, Rough, what like, do you imagine that she said? Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't speak Russian, but if oh, I had to paraphrase, it'd be like, like warm? Of course not. It's freezing out here. Like, you know, <laughs> crazy old man. How dare you ask it's me such fuck. an absurd question, old man? Um, and so, yes. you know, this uh, there's a lot of themes in this in this fairy tale that kind of do cross over into the the Santa Claus um, fairy tale. There's the naughty list, the nice list. You know, if you're if you're on the nice list, you get the gifts. If you're on the naughty list, you get coal. Um, and so, this fairy tale I can imagine developed in the Russian tradition to get Russian children to not complain about being cold in the winter. It's like, if you complain totally. about being a Russian child living in the forest in the winter, Morotsko will come and freeze you. Um, but what we take from the mythology of the core theme is that if you meet the cold with stoicism and grace, it can bestow great gifts upon you. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of the things that Adrian found uh, when developing her own uh, her own practice with, with deliberate cold exposure is that that surrender and that stoicism and that grace of like, I'm cold, yes, I'm cold. Um, but I'm warm enough, you know, uh, it's uncomfortable, but it's not going to hurt me. It's not going to harm me. And through that surrender and that, that, that grace um, is when we can really dig in on the therapy and get a lot of benefit out of it. That's really, really good. Uh, Amy and I just took two of our friends. Um, one of the guys I train with at, at Roca with like John Danaher and Gordon Ryan, like two incredible, some of the best grapplers ever live. Um, my training partner who also does like body work on me and his partner, um, who's trained to be like a therapist and, and, but she does a lot of body work. We took them through the cold and Silas, we took him through his first one a couple times back and he came back and did it with the guys. And first time it, you know, took his breath away. He yeah. thought there's no yeah. way I'm going to be able to do this. Um, second time he crushed it, we were all with the train the guys I train with. And it, it kind of helps when you have that support of like people there with you all with a goal. You don't want to be the one to not do it. Right. <laughs> so you stay in longer. And today Amy got to walk, um, Silas and Tess through the cold and, um, Adrian, we've been able to do that with y'all where y'all both take us through the cold, walk us through it. You have a great like meditation practice or like guided through the cold. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was really interesting with, how would you say Tess, Tess did? She did fantastic. She yeah, did she fantastic. Did great, yeah. She got in, she's, she's, she's pretty thin or, or just lean. And so she got in and I was surprised because she got in and just stoic. Yeah. Just handling Some like people grace. do. Mm -hmm. Then at about a minute, right? A minute mm -hmm. all of a sudden it hit her where, nope, nope. You know, and <laughs> thinking about getting out, but she was just a champ. I was like, oh, she's going to crush this. Just make it through like it's a piece of cake. And then she wanted to get out. Then her body started shaking. Then yeah. I think once it got in her head, the, the physical reaction came, but she still made it through, came out, felt great. And I just, I love introducing people to it. I've probably introduced 
literally 50 plus people to, oh, the, to the cold yeah. and specifically in the forge. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to get into the story of how this all began, but also the real benefits of your personal story of how the cold helped heal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, I started, I started sick. I had autoimmune. I'd been diagnosed with three separate autoimmune conditions. And so, okay, if you'd list out yeah. what was Hashimoto's. Is so, that right? the first one, yeah, the first okay. one was Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And then the second was eosinophilic esophagitis, which is uh, Whoa, an, auto- I know, an autoimmune of the esophagus where oh allergies would present as hives in my esophagus. Oh my gosh. And then I also had urticaria, whereas my whole body on the outside would turn into a hive anytime I was allergic to something. And that could be environmental, that could be a food, that could be smells and colognes like flaylates I still have a hard time with. And that all hides under the beautiful ingredient called fragrance that doesn't have Mm. to be disclosed. Uh, So the reason that your grandmother's sweater smells still after she passes, it's flaylates. It's these things that are designed to linger in areas where they're not supposed to linger, like our lungs. Um, So four years, I had carried these diagnoses. I'd gotten up to 20 plus vitamins, pills, prescription pills and supplements per day. I was doing two live antibody shots per month with the allergist and I wasn't getting any better. In fact, I was getting worse. The weight was still piling on. The depression anxiety was increasing because everywhere I went, I felt attacked, like my body felt attacked and I was having these extreme allergic reactions that would just put my body into shock. Wow. And so... The beauty of this is that Jason at the time was entering healthcare data analysis, and he can explain the side of it a lot better, but he was getting a bird's eye view of what it looked like to be entered into the medical system. And then once you were in the medical system and on some of these pills, what it looked like to stem into other pills and other pills and other specialists and other doctors. So at the height of it, while taking all of these vitamins and pills, I'm also seeing four different specialists multiple times a year. And again, nothing was helping. So we started and looking into like, did you feel like through all that, you got to a point where it stopped or it was still progressively getting worse? You Not know, it's, stopped, hard. it's really like hard stagnant. to say. It's really hard to say because some things continue to get worse. The mm. allergies continue to get worse. The, the laundry list of things that I became allergic to in this process, which prior to all getting sick, I'd never been allergic to anything in my life. So it just kept that list kept growing. And probably the number of pills you had to take. And the number growing. of pills and then the anxiety that I'm feeling because yeah. anything new introduced to my body or anything foreign, I would have this reaction to. So um, in this process, we were just looking into natural healing modalities. And we were introduced to the cold through a friend of ours in Phoenix does yoga. Um, and Jason started going to his backyard for these occasional like Wim Hof breathing sessions followed by an ice bath. And it was always like Friday morning. We'd find out last minute. I wasn't able to attend because I was always going to work or off on something else. And he decided just to set up in the backyard. And now if you know me at all, so I'm four and a half years into this ice bath practice here, and I still prefer the heat. I grew up in Florida. Mm. I lived in Hawaii. Phoenix summers are still my favorite time of year. We're in Austin right now. It's summertime. I love it. Like I love the heat. And so when he said he was going to do this, I was like, you're out of your mind. Like, I'm going to take a nice bath. And he's like, well, I'm setting it up in the backyard. You're welcome to join. And so, of course, like once he's there and it's all set up and we've got friends there, I'm like, well, like, what could it hurt? At this point, if you'd have told me to cover my body in leeches and that would help, I would have tried it. So Mm. 
truly was at my wit's end when you're like, Adrian, do you want to take an ice bath? No, I don't, but I'd try anything. So my very first ice bath, I hovered over the top of the tub. I put one hand on each side. I put one foot on each side. I dropped my body in under the water, held my breath. Turns out that lasted about nine seconds. <laughs> I leapt out. I freaked out. And I felt amazing. Nine hmm. seconds was enough to completely change the trajectory of my entire life. And wow. within that nine seconds, I felt empowered in ways that I never had before, just emotionally and physically, like I just did this thing. Obviously, the goal was to be in there a little longer, but I felt incredible with my little nine seconds. Yeah, It was also the first time in years that I wasn't experiencing leg pain. One of the one of the side effects of being so sick was my body was in so much inflammation. I would carry this pain in my legs that just felt like I was being hit with a sledgehammer at all times. And there was no relief from that, never. Not from acupuncture, not from massage, not from anything else that I had tried. So Sauna? Were you doing that? I was not doing sauna at first. Okay. It never even dawned on me to do sauna because everywhere I was was so hot, you know? Yeah. So I thought, well, I'm getting the heat. And um, yeah, I knew right away this is a practice I was going to do again, not that day. Definitely was not going to take another ice bath that day, but... I knew I would do it again. And as we continued with our practice, which at the time was only about once a week or once every couple of weeks, uh, I quickly learned that meeting the ice with this kind of aggressive, competitive nature, like I'm going to do this, was not the right way for me to go. I'd spent my whole life, you know, up until this like 36 year age bracket, I'd spent my whole life in this challenging, aggressive, I'm going to power through, I'm going to get this done type of energy. And when it came to deliberate cold exposure, it quickly made me my bitch. I hope I can say that on here, yeah, yeah. but it you was like, no, <laughs> you are going to stop. You're going to surrender. You're going to find your calm before you step in. Hmm. Because when you step in and you experience fight or flight, you have a choice. Hmm. You can get back out like a little bitch after nine seconds, or you can sit, be still, breathe into your belly, Engage your five senses and remind yourself why you're in this practice. Hmm. In less than two years from my very first nine-second ice bath, I completely reversed all trace of autoimmune in my system. Wow. Got off every single prescription medication, all the vitamins and supplements, the two live antibody shots per month. I lost 50 pounds. I've gained some of it back. I'm feeling really good. Uh, but I lost that initial unhealthy inflamed weight and the depression and anxiety became manageable mm. because of all of these norepinephrine, the dopamine, all these feel-good things that you're doing for your body. You're reducing your inflammation. You're jump-starting your whole system. I was experiencing hormetic stress, stress on a healthy level, and having also, as a byproduct of that, the experience to work my way through it and not be a victim of stress in my life or of big things happening in my life. So that nine-second ice bath was enough to completely change the tra trajectory of my life, in my health, in my business, in my relationship with Jason. I could go on and on. I could talk about this stuff till I'm blue in the face and often do. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Well, that's what we're here to do today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, both of you. And thank you all for being here. I think, <clears throat> I think your story is an example of like how – doing something hard can bring so many benefits to your life and talking about it. I mean, that's a really good frame or reframe to not look at it as competitive. Like whenever my training buddies came 
it's like, it was, it was competitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, who's going to, who's going to not do it or, or, you know, who's going to chill out in it the best, you know? And so I tried to just get ahead of that a little bit. I think intuitively where I get in, I say, Hey guys, this is how you do it. You just breathe through it. You just accept it. You just roll with it. You allow yourself to stay here. And while it tries to take your breath away, don't let it breathe into it down as deep as you can, as slow as you can and let it out fast if you need to, but, but try to control your breath where it's in and out at a normal pace. And the, the reason I, I say that is I've seen a lot of benefits from guys so you all know I went to, to treatment and I got out and I was living in sober living. And anyway, some of these guys that I see go through, I'm very fortunate. I've gone through withdrawal and it's, it's, it's the worst thing in the world. But when you're going through withdrawal and cravings, and I think I've had waves of cravings like a time or two, or, um, you know, think about it for an hour, but there's some guys that are in addiction or some people I know that it's just a constant thing craving it all throughout the day. It's a, it's a mental obsession. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to bring some of the guys over to the house and say, Hey, I know you're going through it right now. Withdraw cravings. Like let's try to reset, Mm. put them in the ice. And some of those guys, I mean, addicts are, are, are living to extremes a lot of times. Right. So they get to three and they're like, I think I can go for 10, you know, <laughs> I think I can go for 20. Are you talking about and, yourself right now? Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah we think, for... we think, well, if three minutes feels this good, 10 minutes must feel fantastic. And yeah. that's not the case here. It's minimum effective dose. So mm. you're nailing it in that guiding there. Well, thanks. I, I think that it's been fun seeing them. I mean, not this part, but them coming in depressed, full of anxiety, uh, maybe sweating. I mean, all sorts of stuff, shaky. Um, and then getting them in the ice and then on the way back with them driving where they call me on their way home when mm. they're like, everything's different. Yes. Yeah. Like the lights turned on. I see light at the end of the tunnel. I'm, yes. uh, I I'm, I'm not craving anything. Like my, my anxiety's gone. My depression. I was laughing. I was laughing on the way home. Like getting Gets right you out, of, the out ice. of your head and into your body. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that's a real uh, the term today, biohack, right? Where it's just like, get out, mm-hmm. get out of your mind, get into your body and try to do that a lot. We were talking with Silas and, and Tess before we came over here and they were talking about um, going down the staircase, you know, from your parasympathetic, that's all fight or flight way up high. And I was thinking about that with you, like you had gone through years mm-hmm. of just in fight or flight at all times. Yeah. Basically the first 32 years of my life till my body said no more. Hmm. Wow. And so then being able to kind of walk down the staircase to a lower baseline, that's, that's more natural where we're supposed to be at. And I've, I'm just a true believer and I've, I've been fortunate enough that through going to the Olympic training center and, and being a part of college wrestling teams, pro sports, that ice was part of it, but oftentimes it wasn't at all, you know, you're icing the injury mm-hmm. or you're if it's a lower body thing, you're just sitting the waist down. And so yeah, you didn't it's a really... lot of localized submersion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not full benefits. And so once I went to Colorado, sitting in like Clear Creek and Idaho Springs, had a really scary moment, actually. I don't know if I ever told you all that. but Yeah, I, with the dog? Uh, yes, the dog. Yeah. yeah. Hypothermia almost. And he was trying to get in there because I stayed in 12 minutes at, at below 32 because it was moving water. Mm. Put me in a hot spring for an hour, I think, and my teeth were still chattering. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been some, some learning processes through this, but being able to teach people through that learning, y'all's guidance and, and having 
uh, a Morosco Forge. Morosco Forge. How do you say it again? Morosco. Morosco. Yeah. Morosco. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> like I've only ever seen it written. I got to talk to some Russians <laughs> yeah. and get the proper pronunciation. Yeah. But. but just seeing the benefits it's bring to, brought to others. Like I'm, I'm jazzed about it. I'm pumped. I'm well, excited to keep sharing. Thank you for that, and thank you for um, for taking this medicine to um, to the 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 men, and I assume some women that yeah. that are really struggling out there. This podcast is brought to you by Onnit.com. Onnit.com slash overcome. Use the code overcome to save yourself ten percent on. I'm holding in my hands the Alpha Brain Focus shot. It's in this cool container. Amy's got the website pulled up for I you do. guys watching on YouTube. Did you drink your focus shot this morning? Absolutely. I, th I, I thought you did. I did too. Yeah. How do you like it? Oh my God. I feel so good. I always feel Because it's early right now energy. on a Monday. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. This is this is one of the earliest podcasts we've done. Well, this is early for you. Early for you. <laughs> well, to, to go on the show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it promotes focus and energy, supports a positive mood state helps manage mental stress. And for me, I truly feel like it helps me get in the flow state faster, stay there longer, whether I'm going into sparring. I had one before I went to sparring yesterday and I had a four and a half hour training session because they were stacked. So I went from 12 to 1.30 and then straight over to the gym from two to 4.30, 4.40. Came home tired last night, mm -hmm. but I was focused the entire time. I feel like it's very reliable about yeah. how I'm going to feel. The more I've used it, the more, doing this show really, the more I'm able to know that when I drink it, I'm going to be on point. My brain's going to be functioning really well. I feel generally good. And that's been so nice to be able to know that it is not going to suddenly make me jittery or suddenly make me feel nauseous or whatever it is. Yeah, well, that, that for me is important because some of the products with caffeine, which just has some caffeine, but it's like plant-based and it's healthy and it's a low dose. It's not jittery bad. It's not jittery mm -hmm. at all. And sometimes I'll have, you know, one of those energy drinks or something and then I'm over caffeinated, over stimulated. And then I feel like I can't think as good That's not good. because it's, it's bothering me. Yeah. And all the alpha brain line is super reliable. The capsules, my favorites, the, one of my favorites are the instant, then the black label and my all time favorite is what we're talking about now. The Alpha Brain Focus Shots, they're incredibly good tasting. The tropical flavor, they also have peach, I believe. But mine's the tropical because it's passion fruit. And that's it delivers consistently. Fruit. And sometimes I'll take one and I'll split it between two smoothies when I make it for us in the morning. I'll just throw a little bit in each mm -hmm. and just, just adds a little something to like our protein powder and the fruit and whatever else we've got in there. Yeah, and thank you so much on it for supporting me, my comeback to fighting. Uh, fight for the forgotten and this podcast they make it possible so please support our sponsors who honestly i think have the best supplement line in the world and yeah. our favorite products alpha brain or total human get the best in one packet uh a morning support and a night support thank you thank you thank you for being here with overcome with justin wren and on it.com be sure to use overcome. that code mm -hmm. use the code overcome yep. save yourself some money Um, there's uh, an opportunity I'm working on back in Phoenix. The details aren't all there yet, but I came into contact with a man who he reached out to me and he works with um, with men who are re-entering post-incarceration. And one of his clients, I don't know who this is and he didn't get the name, but 
told him about us. And it says that, I don't think he has a Morosco, but he's like, I'm, yeah, I'm doing like cold showers and things like that. And so um, something I'm really interested in is how I can, how I can bring this um, to that group of people, like men who are in sober living um, communities who are working, who are just come out of, out of, you know, stents in prison and they're working to reintegrate and whatever it is that led them to find themselves in that place like how do they come back into society and not into the recidivism that we see and so which i think in at least in texas it's 87 percent um that go to prison go back right yeah, and it's high it's really high and it's 93 percent male is that accurate? Well, that's 87 percent. yeah wow yeah there was a guy that was at treatment with me that um really works in prison reform here in texas mm -hmm. and i had known the stat and then he was the one telling everybody it and wow. i think i think the opportunity there is for those people that, I mean, some people just did the wrong thing at the wrong time, got in trouble, but others that have gone back and back again and um, oftentimes don't have those, whether it's coping skills or uh, behavioral kind of therapy where, where whenever something happens, uh, like they're in the fight or flight, have anxiety or anger, mm. and then they act out. And I think that what I've learned through the cold is that you can take control of your mind, your body, your emotions, or at least you can breathe through it. You can mm. take a moment. You can, and from that, on the days I do cold, like when challenges come up, I feel like I handle them a lot better. You become responsive as opposed to reactive. Yeah. And it gives you the power to understand that even in the height of emotion, which is usually the scariest place to be, mm. that we can take a moment breathe through that and get to the other side without reacting. Mm. And if we can use that power of that pause, what we learn in the cold and carry that in other aspects of our lives, that helps us with our emotional resilience. That helps us not feel so overwhelmed by those big emotions or big cravings or big feelings. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to touch on what Jason said. There is a guy here in Texas in San Marcos. His name is Adam Smith, and he's running a place called Outsiders Anonymous. We donated a forge to him and his facility. Awesome. It is a gym where you can go learn breath work and yoga and mindfulness, infrared sauna, cold practice. And um, it's specifically geared towards veterans and people recovering from substance abuse. Looks like Amy might have just pulled it up for people watching on You're YouTube. You're fantastic, Amy. It's What's Outsiders, the website? Outsidersanonymous.org. Mm. .org. Mm -hmm. Okay. There are kettlebells there. They got mm -hmm. a forge in San Marcos, which yeah. would be great for anyone to stop by and check them out, support yeah, them, especially. Adam. Yeah, say hi to Adam. Yeah, say hi to Adam. Well, that's really, that's really something powerful because I try to think of it as it I am. Oh, yeah, they got a picture on the uh -huh. website right there, the yep. Forge. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I just try to think that I'm training that, what is it, the vagus nerve and, mm -hmm. and the parasympathetic like response system that it's like. Because I've actually started doing it now before – I used to think I had to do it only after training mm -hmm. and I've actually started doing it before training. Mm -hmm. I try to give myself an hour or more before I go get on the mats because I don't want my muscles too tight. I want them to be able to loosen up. But mm -hmm. even if it's just a minute inside before I go, I'm like woken up. I feel just more mentally focused mm -hmm. and ready to go when I get on the mat, then I might hit it again uh, at the end of it. But what's, what is a normal, not a normal, but, how would you see the ebbs and flow of like a practice for people if they wanted to try this mm -hmm. um, with you guys or just a, I don't know, a 
what is that? A big trash can? Not a trash can, but what are those? <laughs> the stock uh, tanks. Yeah, the stock tanks. Yeah, yeah. Horse stock troughs, tanks, basically. horse troughs. Yes. Yeah. Or cold showers. Yeah. I mean, Amy's Amy's a champ, and she normally at the end of every shower, she's got her affirmations on the mirror. Mm. Um, we, we have a glass window that we can see through, and she's got her affirmations. She goes, "Are you ready for the cold?" And she just turns it to <laughs> straight cold blast. And nice. we're there, and she's yeah, saying I her affirmations. Yeah, doing that during the, the pandemic. I think I told you that yeah. mm-hmm. uh-huh. before I met you guys and before yeah. we got our Morasco. Yeah. Uh, we like to say whatever gets you cold, you know. Um, <laughs> there you go. You know, there's a lot of different options out there. Um, and, and that said, I also say that I prefer sitting in 32 degree water than Me getting too. hit by 62 degree water. Like cold showers <laughs> are a little bit, <laughs> you know. Um, but I've done the cold showers as well. And you know, any any place that you can start, just start. And if that's dumping bags of ice into your bathtub at home. Um, dump some bags of ice into your bathtub at home. Adrian has some wonderful uh, meditations on YouTube that she's developed. And so people who, you know, they don't have the physical space or, or the other means to have like their own dedicated cold device, they'll dump bags of ice into the bathtub and pull up Adrian on YouTube. Yeah. And it's just her voice and her face there just walking you through it. Can we pull that up, Amy? Sure. <laughs> uh, what's it, how would people find it? Uh, just go to Marotzko Forge on YouTube. It's okay. under the playlists called Meditations Playlists. Okay. And I want to touch on what Jason said, yeah. that we really do say any amount of cold is a good amount of cold. So if you are in a panic state, if you're in an emotional state, if you're working through something, you can splash cold water on your face and that is effective. You are activating the body dive response. And you can learn about that in the book Blue Mind by Wallace J. Nichols, how you're activating the body's dive response just by splashing water on your face. Mm. And the colder the water, the better. So even if you don't have a bathtub, because some people are in tiny places that don't have bathtubs, take a large bowl, fill it with ice, add water, dunk your face three to five times, dunk your hands three to five times, dunk your feet three to five times in that order so you're not doing foot water on your face. But like, (laughs) no matter where you are in your practice, no matter where you are in your life, there are ways for you to access parts of the cold. Mm. And it will help you. You don't even necessarily, obviously, it's better to submerge your full body into 32 degree water. Absolutely. But you can always start with that bowl of water and bowl of ice or a splash against the face. Yeah, that's so good. I try to, I mean, maybe y'all are coaching me right now, which I really like. But when people come and they're like, what's the goal? What do I try to do? And I'm like, anything's good, but two to three minutes, like two minutes is, Mm. is great. Three minutes is kind of a, what I hear is kind of a maximum benefit mark. Such a sweet spot. Sweet spot, right? Yeah. Uh, And in that, we also always say it depends on what you're working on. Mm. Um, One of the things that I point out to people, because, you know, some people have, some people are like, I'm working on autoimmune. Some people are like, I have, I have MS. Mm. Some people are like, uh, I want to crush it at the gym. Um, you know, some people are like, I want to crush it at the office, you know, so people are working on different things on different levels. Uh, And one of the things that I think, I would like to be consistent no matter what you're working on is enter calmly and exit calmly. Yes. So, you know, just as Adrian said, that whole like, mm, I'm gonna muscle through it, I'm gonna sleep myself, mm, I'm gonna attack this cold. You can do it that way. Um, uh, but if you're if you're starting with kind of that more, more kind of presence, that kind of, you know, uh, definitely not freaking out about it, not being like, oh, fuck, this is going to suck. This is going to suck. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to get in. I'm going to get out, whatever. Um, somebody will, will be psyching themselves up like that. And I can see it like in a group of, of 20 people, mm-hmm. that one person who's nervous about it 
bef long before they're getting into it, that'll be the person who jumps <clears throat> out of it. Yep. Because they've already told themselves a story in their mind of this is gonna be awful, this is gonna be horrible, why am I even doing this? I'm just gonna get in, I'm just gonna get out. So be present in that moment. Understand that even though it might be an uncomfortable situation that you're about to put yourself through, you're not in that right now. And if you're anxious about something that's not happening yet, then you're not anxious about this moment. You're anxious about the projection of your mind to a future moment. Hmm. And so we always work on, on getting people to be calm before they go in. And when they go in, you can have that kind of, that take my breath away, that, that stimulation of the nerves, that kind of fight or flight response that's kicked in. Sit with that. Don't jump out in that moment. Even if it only takes you 30 seconds to get yourself back to calm, enter calm, exit calm, because that is a great place to start from. Because when you're calm before you go in and when you're calm coming out, then the second time you go in, you're gonna have more of that, that experiential memory of like, I can calm myself before this. I can calm myself during this. I can get out and stand powerful and proud, even if it was 45 seconds, even if it was nine seconds, you know, stand out and be proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't shrink into yourself and be like, ooh, super cold, ooh, that sucked, ooh, that sucked, da, da, da. Yep. Um, we, we can choose these things. Yeah. Sometimes we forget that we do choose these responses. We can stand up and be like, man, I fucking rocked that nine <clears throat> seconds. Yep. Like nine second chump right here. Um, um, but make these choices, make these intentions. And whether it's, whether it's with the cold or, um, or jogging or weightlifting or grappling or whatever else, um, work on these mindsets because that's what's going to help you progress and get better at whatever it is that mm. you're working on. Yeah, I really love that. The one thing, I mean, we tell people beforehand, but I love just the simple way to say intercom exit calm yeah because and, we try to have them or go ahead no and i want to touch on that to say like even if you you feel like two minutes is overwhelming or 60 seconds is overwhelming decide that that i'm going to step in sit down lean back lean forward stand up and get out that's it you can just do it for the experience to understand because most of us our bodies don't know where to put that sensation we've never felt cold in water like that in our lives so to remind yourself that, first of all, this is what cold feels like, saying it out loud, telling your body, this is what cold feels like. It gives you somewhere to put, gives your brain somewhere to put that physical sensation, and then you know what it feels like. So if you step in, sit down, lean back, lean forward, step up, get out, you can do that in a calm way before your body ever even acts fight or flight. So you have that choice, too. Yeah, I like that. We normally tell them take three, five deep breaths, kind of mm -hmm. set the tone, set your intention, get in calmly, just do it. Amy did that well today with Tess. And I'm thinking about it though, because I've had I've had days. Well, Amy, do you remember the day that we were going to get in together? And then you were kind of like a cat outside of it. Your, I've your, done that. your hands it, were out, yeah. feet were out, like uh -huh. your butt was out. You're like, no, 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 uh, no. I've, I can't. Had, I've had some major resistance. Mm -hmm. But you have other days where you just crush it. And me too. Mm -hmm. uh, Amy came out the other day because I opened the lid and day before crushed it and or just was excited about it and, and just cruised through it. But then the next day or two days later. It was like the next day. It was I the think. next day. And you just couldn't even get in. Yeah. I was just like, why am I in my head about this? Mm. I just cruised through it yesterday. And it's you're like, day. don't think about it. Just get in calm. Mm -hmm. Just get in. Breathe. And then I got in. And what was weird was because I was in my head 
when I got in the whole time I was shivering mm-hmm. and almost every other time, hundreds of times I can stop myself from shivering just through the breath and calming down that day. It wasn't going to happen that mm-hmm. day. I just shivered my way through the three minutes. Um, and thinking about things does us in a yeah. lot. I've noticed in my own life, I'll make a list of things I need to do that day, or maybe I need to go to the gym too, or whatever. And the more I think about it, the worse it is. And mm. I, you know, I, I have to just stop thinking. And sometimes I'll write that at the top of my page for the day. I'm like, just, just stop thinking mm. and just, you just do it. You just progress. You just get in the car and drive to the gym or you just stand there next to the ice bath. And then you step in, mm-hmm. you just stop thinking. I Have think, you noticed that? Yeah, I think I think you've definitely touched on it there because if we think about it, we give ourselves time to talk ourselves out of it. <laughs> or if we yeah. think about it, we give ourselves time to create this laundry list of reasons that it is or it isn't good for me. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm thinking about it, I'm now having an internal conversation about it. <laughs> Whereas if all I do, and this is how I handle my to-do list, is like I just have to do this one thing and then I do that one thing. And then the next thing, okay, now I just have to do this one thing. And then that's the next thing. And so even on my busiest days where I can get really overwhelmed with that to-do list, if I just take it one step at a time, which is just like the ice, one step at a time, taking my ice bath and not giving myself the opportunity to talk myself out of it, you're just doing things. You're not thinking about things. You're just doing things. And like, give yourself grace. You know, like anything Mm. in life, I don't think anything is healthy just to do every single day because you decided you're going to do it every day. And I think this is one of those practices that really reignites that communication between the brain and the body. So Mm. if you're having one of those days where you're standing in front of it and it doesn't feel right for you, sit with it. Mm. Ask yourself, like, is this my body explaining something or is this my head talking me out of something? Because you're going to know the difference. Yeah, that's good awareness. And the beautiful part about this practice It's like no diminishing returns. No two ice baths are totally alike. It will keep you on your toes. It will keep you challenged. It will keep you grounded. It will keep you humble. (laughs) So so if just because one day you crush it doesn't mean you're supposed to crush it every day. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that this needs to be a daily practice. Now, that being said, if you want to do it a couple of times a day, as long as you're warming up properly afterwards, do it as many times as you need to. How many times have you ever done it in a day? It's the most. Oh, uh handfuls definite handfuls in phoenix in the summertime and Mm -hmm. you know if we overshock the pool and we can't get in the pool the forge is a great option so (laughs) it may not be two to three minutes each time but Mm -hmm. i may just get in there cool off get back out and do some gardening get in cool Mm -hmm. off get back out do some gardening but yeah it's definitely been handfuls of times yeah in one day (laughs) yeah i've done three or four or five in a day i think a couple different times it feels good yeah not meant to do it all the time though no uh, but especially whenever i feel overheated from training summer heat here in texas um or going from uh sauna to cold tub sauna to cold tub sauna to cold tub getting an hour in the sauna and then two to three minutes in the uh i mean like 20 minutes sauna two three minutes in the ice 20 minutes sauna two three minutes in the ice Mm -hmm. man you get like this second wind and you don't think you can go back in the sauna, but after you get out of the ice, you're like, oh, what was I thinking? I, I can do this two or three more times if <laughs> yeah. I want. And uh, that's been fun to explore. That creates a whole euphoric experience. It too, does. I think like when you're going back and forth for contrasting, ooh, I can get to a place where it's like, I don't think I should be driving right now. <laughs> I'll just hang out a while. Yeah, that's true. And, and when you say thinking about it, getting your head there, I think there's a little bit of a difference because yes, I agree with that because I was in my head the other day. 
But then there was other times where, for whatever it was, uh, I don't even know why I did that, but but Joe had done the 20 minutes and and Jocko's son had done 20 minutes and you had done 22, 22 and a half. And, a half. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go do 20 or 25 or something like that. <laughs> and then I saw it was 33 degrees and I'm like, I've been practicing this a lot. So I'm like, I'm going to try for 33 minutes, 33 seconds at 33 degrees. And you were there with me that day, Amy. It was last year. It was yeah. last year. What was that year? like for you, yeah. Amy? Because when I was watching Jason do it, I was I was getting angry. I, you were? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought he might die. I just went out and checked on him every now and then. And, yeah. Oh, you, you didn't even stick around. I was standing there watching <laughs> no, him the whole, the whole time. I was like, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just walked inside and I was like, I'll come back out and check on him. And he was still at it. So mm. I was like, okay, honey. And yeah, then, you came back out four or five times. Mm-hmm, I, think. I did. And now well, I just time... want to make sure you're breathing, and you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now every time somebody brings that up, I'm like, Justin's a professional. Jason knows yeah. the company. We didn't know that Rogan didn't know what he was doing at first, so you know, we're absolved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I, he should do that again. And I would well, say I you felt, didn't. You did. I felt good. I mean, I oh. went. And I got into the the hot tub, or I mean, our bathtub, at, with it warm for. Five ten minutes. I don't think it was fifteen. Than that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I warmed up, and then we went uh, wake surfing right after. Okay. And oh, cool. I don't remember. Yeah, we w- mm-hmm. we were with Julian. Okay. And we went wake surfing, and like I felt cold, but when I was out there, I felt like this was my first time wake surfing here in Austin, and I'm trying to get up on the rope and all that stuff. I hit it the first time, like oh, wow. first time. I felt like I was in the flow of, mm. of things like athletic performance and mm-hmm. uh, which is weird. Cause you think you got too cold, your muscles are going to be too tight, mm-hmm. different things. But I was able to cruise on that first time, first time up um, and doing backflips off the back of the boat same day. And, but I would say that it's not something I would do, but like every year or two, you know, like uh, there's no reason to necessarily do it except for that mental challenge. And for me, it was building. I think I'd done ice baths like 13 years prior to that. Like, And so I built up to that to say, I know when my body, especially from that Colorado experience, mm-hmm. I never felt that. I never felt close to that. Like in Colorado, I was scared to where then I couldn't get out. I was making sure the whole time I was in there, to like, am I here cognitive? Am I moving my body, my fingers, my toes? Yeah. And making sure that like my heart rate wasn't too up or too slow. Like I was making sure I was having these internal check-ins and I'm like, some reason I'm cruising, I'm going to make it yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and got out and felt good. Like my, my teeth ch- chattered a little bit and I went and got in that hot bath and then I warmed right back up. Yeah. For me, there were a couple other times that, that I really challenged myself and pushed myself to, I think 15 minutes was my previous record. And this was, this was when I think it was before we'd ever sold our first unit. We had, I mean, the first one that we ever built, we built for us. Like we didn't, we didn't have designs on starting a company. Um, You know, I just wanted to to do what I could so that we had an all the time ice bath in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And it was only through that process that we started to um, understand that there were a lot of people out there who were looking to do this, looking to do this in their backyards, looking to do this in a way that no other company at the time was offering anything like this. Um, so when we decided that like, this is a company and we're gonna take this backyard uh, engineering project, I had a tub sitting on a bed of sand, like with a bunch of spray foam and like a the door to a freezer I torn apart was on top of the lid. You know, that was our first forge. And we were like, okay, let's, we're gonna, we're actually gonna, you know, put these out in the market and get get these people the things that they're needing. And like, somebody's gonna do this. 
somebody's going to be out there and they're going to challenge themselves. They're going to get in it for 10 minutes. They're going to get in it tequila drunk. You know, I can't stop that. Somebody's going to do that. And so for a while I was really challenging myself because I was like, I'm going to be the first guy to do that in this Thanks thing. For yourself on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to be the first guy that, you know, that does 10 minutes in my product. that does 15 minutes in my product. Um, just because I wanted that experience myself because I knew somebody out there was going to ended up being Joe Rogan <laughs> was going to go their first time and go hard on it. Um, I think it was Joe's like second time, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that was what was really calling me to challenge myself just because I was in that position where I'm gonna put this out there and people are going to buy it, they're gonna use it, they're gonna use the product and I wanted to actually really test it on myself um, first and foremost. And then, yeah, that, that 22 and a half minute one, I don't think I'll ever do that again. How'd you feel? <laughs> what did you... It, was, it was like a psychedelic experience mm. to me. Like there might've been some DMT dump on the brain because I got out and we've got this like huge, Huge, beautiful um, uh, mulberry tree in our backyard in Phoenix, Arizona. And I just laid underneath that tree watching the breeze through the leaves. And it was like, God is the leaves and the wind. God <laughs> he was trying to explain like, you don't understand the way these leaves in the sunlight look right now. And I was like, I don't want to understand. I just want to know yeah. you're alive. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm alive. Everything is alive. <laughs> then he took a really me. long nap. A really long nap. Yeah. But, so I guess disclaimer for the listener, don't do 22 minutes right. or 33 or Minimum 15. Effective dose. Yes. Three, three minutes is great. Two minutes. Anytime. It's yeah. good time in the cold. Yeah. Well, what's what's your personal evolution been with it too? What have you seen difference-wise? Uh, that's uh, an interesting question. It's an interesting interesting question to answer because it's been such a journey um, with the company, and like every day is a new day, and and it's it's hard for me to to grab data points on like what what is the you know. If I'm doing this practice, what is it doing for me versus the other practices versus, you know, the supplements? Because I've done ways to well now, um, yeah. you know, with Brigham. So I've got that going and then exercising and then diet and then, um, you know, quitting my day job and being a full-time entrepreneur, which comes with its own stresses, highs and lows. But at least now I don't have to go to an office and and put on some sort of facade of, of who I am, which is super beneficial. Um, but I will say that when I first got into the practice in retrospect, one of the things that 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 I think it really helped me with was um, was mindfulness and being present in the moment. Mm. Um, and I, I kind of I was getting to this point in my life where I don't know exactly where it was all coming from, but I was getting so in my head to the point where I thought that I was going blind for a little while. Mm. It was interesting, and I, I was like. In retrospect, I realized I was just so in my head, my my internal thought process was so like all of my energy was like going into this, it's basically stress and anxiety, right? Because if you're if you're thinking about the past and the future, you're you're thinking about moments that don't exist. You're thinking about something that did happen or something that you think might happen, but those moments don't exist if they're just going on in cycles in your mind. And that was happening to me to the point where I could see things around me. It wasn't like a fading out of my vision, but nothing was registering and nothing was like, I wasn't really present. Um, so I could see everything in the room, but it was very muted and very two dimensional. It's hard for me to explain. Um, and this is like the best that I can explain it. And part of me was like, is this what going blind is? Where you can see things, but they're not registering in some way. Uh, and one of the things that I experienced in my very first ice bath 
was like a re a re like alignment of my presence and now like things around me weren't just i was seeing them they were registering and they were clear like the blues were bluer and the mm. reds were more red and the yellows were more yellow and that cognitive load that caloric burn of a constant cycle of stress and anxiety in my head was off even if it was just temporary even if it was just for a couple of hours or a day and so that was one of the things that i noticed um, right away um and then again, you know, there's a lot of different things, a lot of different practices that I've I've gotten into um, in in concert with the cold. But I can tell you, my testosterone has increased. Mm. Um, yeah, my ways to well blood work. I'm like an, an insanely healthy 43 year old male. Awesome. And that was before I started. I got to get my second blood draw here soon. Yeah. So we're gonna see how that. Oh, that was just your baseline. <laughs> that was then. just my baseline. All right. I was on I was on the PA's call, and she's like. Yeah, you're really good all around. <laughs> we can help with this and you're that, like, but yes, you're, like, you're great. You're here, 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 here. Um, that's great. So we'll get the next blood draw and see where that's at. Um, you know, I think my hairs, you know, come back a little bit, you know, and uh, you know, the beard is thicker. The right? beard looks great. <laughs> yeah. Beard game's so, strong. Yeah. There's there's a lot um, that I could attribute to, again, not just the cold, but also just working working on myself um, in a lot of different ways. Yeah. I think it's, it's all of it. And when you can, I think you know you can handle more when, um, yeah. and I, I do like the comparison of being present in the cold because I used to think it was just martial arts that I was the most present because I can't mm -hmm. be, if I was, if I found myself thinking about what happened earlier in the day, and there's an opponent across from me, yeah, like there's consequences, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> and you're not thinking about later what's for dinner. Like you're, yeah. you're just worried about or what conversation you have to face later. You're just right there, right then. Same thing with the ice. And, uh, it's, it's been a real benefit to me in my life. Um, I'm really, really grateful for it. And then also this podcast is called overcome. Mm -hmm. And so how to rise up, overcome and win this fight called life and how digging down, drilling into the tools, the tactics on how to overcome some of life's greatest challenges. Mm. And I think you can learn that and practice it in the cold and parlay that into whatever comes up in life. But personally, what have been some of the challenges you guys have had? I mean, three autoimmune uh, issues and things like that. But what do you think you'll, you've gone through personally um, that have been great life challenges that you've learned an, an incredible lesson from? Well, I recently lost my grandmother mm -hmm. and I'd never gone through grief that deep before. I'd never lost anyone. I mean, she was about one of the closest people in my entire life for sure. Um, and if I, this had happened prior to discovering ice baths, this could have been a break me sort of situation. This could have had me in the throes of grief for months and possibly longer. And I'm not saying it's about the speed with which we move through things. What I will say is the cold is a concentrated healing. So whether it's grief of losing my grandmother, grief of putting to bed that previous person that I was six months ago, a year ago, Grief of losing relationships, because that's also part of our growth inevitably, whether it be personal, professional, or otherwise. The ways that the cold has helped me move through grief has changed me and continues to change me. 
And this is also what I mean by understanding that we have the capacity to hold space for our own big emotions without running from them, without having to stuff them down, without denying them. We can stand and face them directly. And that is what the cold has given me most of all. And it continues to. Hmm. And that's as an entrepreneur, that's as someone who is on a personal growth path, that is someone playing this game called life. Hmm. That is the greatest gift it has given me. Hmm. And I mean, the autoimmune stuff, for sure, absolutely. But the power of the mind, that's where it's at. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. What was your grandmother's name? Gloria Jezik. I called her my wow. nano bee. My nano bee. Nano bee. Yeah. That's awesome. My nano. I'm grateful for a nano bee. Me too. Yeah. Me too. It's awesome. Yeah. She raised you, helped raise you, loved yeah, you. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. And Jason, how about, I mean, having to go in the office all the time or well, other things, I know things, you're a veteran, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, how, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's almost difficult for me to like solidify any sort of like communicable arc. Um, but I'll say that <clears throat> I've often said it's ironic when you start an ice bath company because ice baths then become the cause of and solution to all of your stress. Mm. Um, because you've got the entrepreneurship, you've got the uh, trying to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying to develop a product in my backyard. And then the, it, it grew to the point where we have to hire people. And yeah. now, you know, we've got, you know, two dozen or so employees wow. and, a, and a, a network of contractors, um, that we work with around the country. So We're shipping things globally, yeah. a legit real business. Right. And, um, people depend on yeah, the people depend yeah. on. And so it's it's a it's a brand new ball game when you know, I'm pretty I'm Can your pretty, employees just hop in an ice bath anytime. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Absolutely. Anytime. Yeah. 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 We have we're we've been very dedicated. That's one of the things um about the way that we've we've built and, and grown our, our company is it's not just about our personal healing journeys, but the people that come and work on the project. Um, you know, they First of when it was just a few employees and a lot of them started out as friends and things like were, were friends first, mm -hmm. you know, they were working on their own um, health issues and their own, you know, emotional issues. And so it was always, you know, ice bath and um, any, any, any employee can order any book in any format that they want on the company, whether it's an audio book, a physical wow. book, it doesn't even have to necessarily be help self-help genre. If old sci-fi novels are, are your medicine and that's what you want, Order yourself some old sci-fi novels. You know, um, we keep cool we culture. keep yeah. we keep the refrigerator full of. You know, we tried a little we tried a little too much to kind of control what people ate and like say you can't go to McDonald's for lunch. But that doesn't work out too well. So now we just provide and make sure that the refrigerator is full of of you know meats and cheeses and you know um, flavored soda waters and things like that. We we give the invitation and the offering to and we we try to let people know like hey what you eat matters and it matters not only in your your professional life and your job performance but in your personal life as well. Um, so we did we, ban Red Bull from the yard at one point. <laughs> we did ban Red Bull at one point. <laughs> so um, someone have a heart attack. That's just so, there's, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's always. That spike and crash, man. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. hate it. Comes with he drinks it. It comes I, with consequences. Very occasionally. And I, I will drink like a quarter or half and then pour it out normally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's no, there was a, yeah, so, somebody was drinking like two, two a day in the afternoon. And they, no. oh my gosh. I was oh, like, no. They're like, this is a performance enhancing supplement. No, it's not because your work is getting sloppier. You think you're focused, but you're 
you're not as focused as you think you are. And those yeah. emotional uh, breakdowns don't help um, anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a big part of our company culture that we offer support and guidance for people on their own healing journeys. And, um, you know, so there's that. Um, and uh, really, uh, for me, it's been a journey of finding my voice and projecting my own voice and understanding that the success of my venture, of our venture, is dependent on the work that we're doing on ourselves. And so in the grand arc of things, that's what led us to fit for service. Mm -hmm. That's what led us to, to meeting you two. That's what led us to the, the emotional and spiritual growth projects that we've been on. It's not just because, you know, we're in this stage in our life where we understand the power of seeking self-healing. It's because the success of our company and the what we can offer the world is dependent on what we're working on on ourselves. Hmm. Uh, it's absolutely vital. We couldn't we couldn't be the company that we are today if if we weren't working on ourselves and and working on our own voice and our own offering. We we might not have carved out a part of the production facility and put in a, a sauna and a and a forge and now we have compression therapy and it's a meditation room and wow. you know we wouldn't have done these things we might have gotten ourselves into some sort of i don't know scarcity or selfishness where we're, we're trying to maximize the square footage be like no i could put another saw in this corner i could i could get more output this way i could take i could fire you all and go to china and shenzhen and activate a uh a a factory over there and they can make it 10 times cheaper and they'll put them in shipping containers and they'll ship them over to us. And we could have done that, but it's really ultimately not about the ice baths that we build. It's about the journey that we're on personally, the journey that we help facilitate to our own tribe and how can we keep expanding that and how can we keep finding the next thing, uh, the next seeds to plant in our own culture, in our own society um, to kind of pull back on, because Adrian's not the only woman who found herself with autoimmune conditions in her mm -hmm. early thirties. I'm not the only veteran who struggles with mindfulness and who, who recedes into himself and kind of the world around him starts muting. You know, there's millions of us surrounding all of us. And so really how can we, how can we, how can we start from there and grow out and 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 facilitate that culture has been really the biggest um, biggest part of the mission. Yeah, I think that's really great. And you even saying the part about veteran, I think, yeah, so many people need this. And then relating it to the company, you know, um, you being a company that didn't go over to China, like, hey, we're going to make it here in America. Man. So I can see a veteran doing that. But it's a little bit of a jump to say the veterans making American made stuff, but also he's putting in there a mindfulness room and a meditative yeah. room and a, <laughs> and a sauna and all that other stuff, because I, I don't know that it's truly a jump, but I think that that shows the work, the yeah. self work and knowing that the work is never done <clears throat> because I have plenty of friends that are veterans and things like that. And there's just a, there's a stark contrast or difference uh, a little bit with you and some of them are the some of the best dudes, but they, it's hard for them to f face it all, feel it all and, and let that magic happen throughout their life to where they get to a point. Now they get to provide a service that's bettering people's lives, bettering the world and providing jobs for people. Um, and having that, that really strong, but 
powerful and profound like company culture mm. to where like it's I love it. I love y'all's story. I love the example. I love that it started from benefiting you, from you on a quest of mm. uh, how do we make this in the backyard? It's the to... most romantic thing Jason has ever done for me. <laughs> really? I was going to ask, you mentioned your relationship too oh, and how it's I, affected you. Well, I'll tell you, this is my favorite thing to talk about when it comes to realizing the benefits of the emotional impact on the ice. And I'll I'll just make this as brief as possible, but no, yeah, we, we have plenty oh, of time. Oh, oh listen, yeah, we do, we do. So we were sitting on the patio one night, and this is when we still had our very first prototype. So we had the forge for us, you know, our twenty four seven ice bath. But this was very early in our practice and early in development stages. And we were on the patio and arguing. I was I was arguing with Jason about something. It was one of those arguments where you know, I'm sitting there like sobbing. I can't even come up with the things that I'm so upset about. I'm I'm upset about this and I'm upset about this. And I'm thinking back to therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy. And I'm thinking, well, Mm. if I can move my body, I can move my emotions. So I'm sitting there and I'm like paralyzed in my frozen state of of over-emotional sobbing and arguing with my husband. And in my head, I'm thinking, just stand up. Just stand up. Just stand up. Just stand up. If you can just stand up and like move, you can move through this emotion. And I couldn't do it like physically. I felt like I just couldn't move. And then all of a sudden it was like a light bulb popped on in my head. So we'll just stand up and get in the ice. Just stand up and get in the ice. Just stand up and get in the ice. And I thought I can do that. I can stand up and get in the ice. And so I stood up, walked across the yard, peeled off my clothes, Sat in the ice bath. A naked ice bath? Uh, yeah. Most of the skinny time. Skinny forge. Most of the time, skinny forge. <laughs> Were you like, now, now I'm more interested. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is really getting deep here. And so I sat down in the ice bath, and I was probably there for about four minutes. And at first, I was still sobbing, like just uncontrollable, <gasps> you know. And, and then after about three, four minutes, like everything got really calm. Mm. And I felt really calm. And I got out and I grabbed a towel and I sat back down on the patio and I looked at him and I said, I don't remember what I was upset about. What I do know <laughs> is that I want to enjoy this evening with you. Can we just forget about it? And move on. I thought for sure right then and there, Jason thought that his wife had been replaced by an alien <laughs> at that moment. I can't imagine him ever thinking I would say something like that. But he's like, yeah, yeah, we can do, yeah, we can do that. Like, totally. And just the fact that I was ready to flip that switch, let it go, and just be in peace instead of choosing whatever that path was in that deep emotional state. Having the help of the ice bath was that flip switch. That was my reset button. That was me going in, stimulating my vagus nerve, producing some norepinephrine and dopamine, making myself feel better, and then giving myself the clarity to focus on what's really important right here. Because it can almost guarantee what we are arguing about was wanting to spend time together. You know, since starting this business, it's been like, okay, where do we carve out that time for each other and for and for us together? And so now, God bless, years later into this practice, I can look at him and sometimes it's still a little teary, but it's like, I just, I just miss you and I want some time together. And it's like, okay, well, let's have some time together. It's like, okay, all right, let's do that then. You know, yeah. whereas, you know, years ago, that would have been a whole deep dive of an argument. You know, and now it can just be a conversation, even though sometimes still emotional. I still have emotions. I sure. still feel them. I still move through them. But the conversation is completely different. Yeah. And that has given us a whole new relationship, intimately and professionally. Fightfortheforgotten.org. You can go check out Fight for the Forgotten, the foundation that I started. It is my passion project. It is something that I love so much because of the people 
we get to help. We had to help the pygmy tribe who adopted me in help themselves. We say opportunity is greater than charity. Charity can be great, but opportunity is just always better. That's why we've drilled something like 80 water wells already, providing over 30,000 people clean water. We've started sustainable farms, bought back over 3,000 acres of land for the people who originally owned it, put it in their name. We built 32 homes, and now we're about to start a health center, a school, and a marketplace. They're going to have a maternity ward, a pediatrics unit, and a dental suite. You can join the Fight for the Forgotten Fight Club at fightfortheforgotten.org. We would love, love, love to invite you on this journey to join this fight arm in arm with us. Our fight club, it's a monthly giving club. You can give $5 or more a month, and that empowers us to empower people. Thank you for being on this journey with us. I invite you to come along for the ride. It's been absolutely epic, putting love and compassion in action and fighting for people. Fightfortheforgotten.org. Join our fight club. That's really, really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that I think that ice baths can be advertised as like a Swiss Army knife for, for fix anything and everything. But honestly, like there's so many benefits to so many areas and different factors that like it it almost is hard to to put into words without like really breaking it down in a long form conversation of like what are what are the benefits? I mean, even y'all's story, like the benefit of um y'all creating a business together, but it being a romantic thing for her and helping her heal and then like just the back and forth, the back and forth of like how it's mutually beneficial to you guys and us that are sitting across from you because we benefit from it and mm. so many others. Um, it's a really cool story. I'm really grateful for all of this. Thank you. But what would you say the difference is between, I mean, this might be taking a little bit of a left turn, but cold plunge versus ice bath, because mm. you're right. Like it just hits different. I don't, <laughs> I would so much prefer going in the forge than like a spa's cold plunge. Sure. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. lot of times they have like some sort of a current going through it, mm-hmm. uh, which makes the water even suck worse. And, it, and it's, it's 15, 20 degrees warmer. Mm-hmm. And, and you I'm might like, even, you know, throw into this explanation cryo. Cause I know that mm-hmm. that's been yeah. big over the years too. So this is me taking a swing at it, but Cryo? Cryo, I think. I'm not a the, cryo fan person. I think it's like the microwave and the ice bath is like the crock pot. It's cold concentrate. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. Ice bath is cold concentrate. Yeah. Cryo's cute. It, it touches the surface of the skin. Yeah. And I've, I don't like how it feels, but that was just me. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot to upkeep and maintain and for the companies that do it. And I've gone in and I just got out. And I'm like, you know, I just wish I would have gone in an ice bath. Yeah. So cryotherapy was, it was, it's an older um, industry, not by much, um, but by a little bit. And uh, from a a physics uh, perspective, from an engineering perspective, the difference is that, so you get into a cryotherapy chamber and you get those really big negative numbers. Like it's negative 200 degrees Fahrenheit, right? Which is just this absurdly... It's a large, but to be fair, it's it's absurdly small number because it goes into the negatives. But what you have to realize is that is extremely dry 
gas, nitrogen. And so the air around us is already 80% nitrogen. So it's just a little bit more uh, nitrogen. Uh, air is 80, about 80% nitrogen, about 19% oxygen, and the rest is like trace other stuff. Um, so you get it and now you're in 100% nitrogen and it's super, super cold, which means that there's no moisture in that gas whatsoever. Like we're in Texas right now, it's humid. That means that there's, there's water in the air around us. But when you get to those really super cold gaseous temperatures, there's no moisture in that air. There couldn't be because it would, it would turn into snow and it'd fall down. Um, so there's no water in that air, in that gas, in that nitrogen. Which is why even though you get to those really big negative numbers, it doesn't feel as deep because just the thermodynamic properties of water are different. Like, like you said, Diplo said it under Joe's post the other day, the Morosco hits different. Yeah. You just said it hits different. Yeah, it does. It hits different because it's water and it's water that is approaching or at freezing temperatures. And so thermodynamically, water has the ability to draw thermal energy out of you. That's what that, that deep feeling, and that's why that cold kind of feels like it gets into the, into the skin, into mm -hmm. the tissue. And that's just the difference between water and nitrogen, the, the, the chemical properties of it. And you, I could draw on chalkboards, equations and stuff to talk about this, but at the end of the day, that's what Mike, it is. Mike, can we get a chalkboard brought <laughs> in here? The, the water, um, water has the ability to, to draw thermal energy out of something um, more than the super dry, super cold um, nitrogen gas. And so that's why it feels different. It feels more intense. It stays with you longer. It triggers that, that nervous response, that fight or flight that gives you something to re really fight through and can uh, facilitate those boosts of norepinephrine and dopamine, those, those like calming rush chemicals. Um, now that said, cryotherapy actually is a little bit dangerous. Um, that's why they give you the, um, the, gloves. the, the gloves, the boots, Yep. Whatever, because your your tippy tip extremities in those super cold, um, super cold um, dry states can actually develop um, frostbite. And Antonio Brown did this recently, or it might have been a year or two ago, wow. where um, he froze off a little bit of his of his foot because he didn't wear the boots going in. Um, and if you're an NFL player and you freeze off part of your foot, that can be yeah, that's no bueno. That's no bueno. Um, <clears throat> so that's, you know, from my, my engineering background, that's my understanding of the difference between um, the super cold, dry nitrogen and the 32 to degree um, cold water. And then getting into the other um, cold plunge products that have entered the market, um, they're, I haven't dissected any of them, really. I've got other things to focus on. Um, but my understanding is most of them are using uh, off-the-shelf hydroponic chillers uh, that you can source from China. Um, you can get them shipped to you by the cargo container. And now I'm actually getting like, I'm getting emails now from Chinese factories like, buy our hydroponic chiller. I'm like, no thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a little box and um, they were actually developed in hydroponic um, applications. So um, some cannabis op operations or other types of like um, grow operations. Yeah, koi ponds, things like that. Um, and it's a box that will pull the water through it and chill it to a certain degree and then push it back out, um, which is, it's, it's okay. It's an okay solution, but it has its limits. Um, those boxes can only get down to like the low 40s, maybe even the high 30s. Um, our machine is built differently and without 
you know, drawing on the chalkboard, all the secret sauce. Um, our machine is built differently. It's built to, to get down to those freezing temperatures, to create those ice layers, um, which we, we really like the ice. We like the colder temperatures. 42 degrees in like a cold plunge to me right now is, it's a pleasant experience. I'll get in there with a novel and a nice glass of Chablis <laughs> and spend a really pleasant evening um, in the 42 degree water. But if I want to forge myself, if I want to, if I want to, you know, dig in on my anti-fragile processes through a hormetic stress response, if I want to really work on my vasodilation, on my vascular system, if I really want to challenge myself, if I really want to Make really, yeah, really pound myself into harder stuff, um, then I need that 32 degrees. I need those ice layers because um, nothing else is going to do it. Yeah. So our our block of ice today was. Would you say it was more than six? It was probably eight, eight inches tall. It was tall. about like that. <laughs> no. I measured like that. That, that it was about under the legs. It was higher under the legs where the butt was. It was about that high, but under the butt, it came up higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it did. Was, I mean, we'll break the ice and we'll measure it when we get home. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, Men and women tend to have a different that. opinion. Yeah, of what eight that was inches my eight is. inches. <laughs> eight. I wonder why <laughs> that four inches was my eight inches. <laughs> Well, I'll stick with but, Amy on, the, on this one. <laughs> so I, uh, anyways, I, I think that it's just different whenever you're laying on a block of ice where you break it up and it's floating around you. Yeah. And do you have a tip? I mean, this is for, for donors, but for getting the ice to float? Yeah. So Epsom salts, uh, okay. we've been adding about eight pounds of Epsom salts, which is magnesium sulfate. Um, there could be some benefit to the transdermal absorption of the magnesium. Maybe it's hard to tell. Um, but it, at the very least, it's not going to harm anything, but what it's going to do is, uh, make the ice softer. So okay. when the water itself is saturated with the magnesium sulfate and it freezes, um, that ice is going to be softer. And so you can actually create almost like a slushy layer slushy. at the nice. top. And it's it's easier to kind of get up off of the uh, the bottom of the forge. Will there still be a block? Once it floats up? Yeah. Um, there, it could be a block, but it's a lot easier to slush. break up. Okay. It's a lot I like the block. Yeah. I like the block. I just <laughs> I like want, how do chunks. you get the chunks to float? Yeah. So do you if, leave the top off? So no, or? if you really like those big chunks, because I like my big chunks. I like, I like to chunks. feel. I like to feel like I'll that try gravity a slushy blanket. Style sometime, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that gravity blanket feel. I like the clinking. Like uh-huh. I like all of the. I like my big chunks. So mm-hmm. if I want to build big chunks, I'll put it on a garden timer. So that it goes really hard for like three hours and then it'll stop for like two hours and then it goes really hard for three hours and it'll stop for two hours. So I'll keep it set at like 31 in Phoenix in Arizona in the summertime, full sun. I'll keep it set at 31 and that garden garden timer keeps it going on for three hours, off for two. So it builds the layer of ice and then being off for two gives it time to raise to the top. Hmm. And then you're just repeating that cycle. And then once you've got some good ice at the top, it's really easy to make that ice at the bottom because you're just maintaining those freezing temperatures. Okay. So give that a try. Add a garden timer, three hours on, two hours off. Yeah. We'll also talk, I, I, I'm, your unit is a little over a year old. Yeah, he is the original. We, yeah, because we, if, you, if you've got one, and we can work on, on sure. upgrading yours, but um, we're using a different um, temperature controller these days that can actually do um, an ice building cycle by, oh, by, oh, cool. by messing with the- Oh, cool. That keeps you from having to do the yeah, garden, yeah. garden timer. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, we'll, we can talk later about sure, it. Sure, um, we will. But um, yeah, yours, I think, might only use temperature to turn it on and off. And yeah, this other one uses so temperature and time. And my problem with that 
timer, the only thing that's wrong with me is I, I'm partially colorblind. So I don't see I think the red you're or green. Full on colorblind. Okay. Yeah. Amy I think you should blunt. just say. I failed colorblind. five out of six colorblind tests. I think that's so. I'm it's... holding on to the one. I do see color. <laughs> no, but the 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 red green on the thing I can't read it. So anytime oh, really? I switch it, I'm like, hey, can someone come yeah, look I at have the? Yeah, to come okay. do it every time. Can someone come yeah. look at the timer because I don't yeah. I don't know what or what temperature it's at or anything yeah. like that. We well, can always come by so, and hang out. And, yeah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, and so um, depending on depending on the timer and you know the the controller that you have if you're out there as a forge owner um, there's just different settings to fiddle with and a lot of it has to do with ambient temperature is it outside is it in texas is it in minnesota is it in we've got units in dubai um, so these wow. are obviously different different um different environmental conditions and uh who's some of the coolest people you've sold it to i mean i just saw diplo i'm like dang he's got one too <laughs> i don't think uh, we can tell you the coolest okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't have to do I'll, that you know so, some of our some of our um our, our squee customers are a little bit more reserved, um, but there's some that I, I know wouldn't mind. Uh, I think one of the the um, the first one that was that really excited us was Mike D from the Beastie Boys. Nice, oh, yeah, that's so yeah. Cool. And uh, we didn't. I okay. I'll go ahead and radical candor. I didn't know. I'm, I'm maybe a lot of people didn't know this. I didn't know what Mike D's real last name was. It's diamond. Yeah. It's diamond. Um, and that's easily, that's cool. it's easily Googleable. I'm yeah. not saying any secrets out there, but, um, a personal trainer in Malibu, uh, helped facilitate a sale. And this was pretty early stage for us. This was, um, late 2019. And so all of a sudden we're introduced to Mike diamond through some personal trainer in Malibu. I'm like, Who's Mike Diamond? I that go sounds to fake. <laughs> I go Mike Diamond, Mike D, Mike D, like Beastie Boy, Mike D. Um, and so he was—he's an early adopter of ours. Um, awesome. And uh, we delivered his unit out to his Malibu place in it had to have been December of 2019, um, and it ended up having a wiring issue. Uh, which makes you feel like a real big jerk because like you you sold Mike D a, a forge with a wiring issue. So now I got to haul a, a suitcase full of tools back out to Malibu and go to Mike D's backyard and fix his forge. Which makes me feel like a jerk, right? Um, and uh, he wasn't at home when we delivered it. Um, we, we just talked to the personal trainer um, and I went back out there and I'm on like, I'm on the pool deck and I'm working on, you know, some wiring issue in his forge and Mike D comes out and I get to meet Mike D from the Beastie Boys. And I was like, Hey, you know, it's good to meet you. Um, thanks. Thanks for having us back out here. You know, we're going to get this fixed up for you. It's just a little wiring issue. I just got to wire this here and do this there. It's great. Um, and he shook my hand and he looked at me and said, Oh yeah, no problem. Like, this is probably good for you guys too. And right there, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, Okay, so here's a man who probably understands that it's not a linear process mm. to go from not creating something to creating something, right? He, of course, Mike D understands that it's it's a process of iteration of, yeah. exp of, exp of you got to tweak it here, you got to tweak it there, you know. And in that moment, it just like gave me so much relief and so much like reverence for that creative process. I'm like, yeah, of, of course, you know, a beastie boy understands you don't just, you know, pick up the mic one day and, you know, no, speak, tell Brooklyn, <laughs> you know, there was a process, a creative yeah. process. There was, there was practices, there were, you know, experimentations, failures, mm -hmm. things that had to get tweaked. Yeah. And I've, I've thought about that often, not just in that context, but just in our greater society, especially since the internet age has come out where we don't, we often don't show people's um, 
process, you mm-hmm. know, somebody, somebody- Just the end result, the highlight the reel. the end result. And you think that people were like, they just were born this way. Like Jimi Hendrix picked up a guitar for the first time one day and was like, you know, because we don't, we don't dig in on what it took them to get there, you know? Um, and yeah. You gotta show the breaststrokes. Yeah. Yeah. And you started to a little bit, but forge. So you're yeah. putting together ice- or Morosko, the, the the Russian yeah, winter from, warlock. Yeah, the winter warlock. I like yeah. that a lot. And forge <laughs> yeah. heat. So yeah. the word forge, can you guys riff on that a little bit? Yeah. An inspiration for it. Um so uh forge has a couple of different connotations. Um it can be uh a workshop where iron is turned into steel, right? Mm. Through this process of heating it up and like folding it over itself and pounding it, um, you know? And so you can take a metal and turn it into something stronger than it was mm. through this this forging process. Um, it can also have the connotation of like, we can forge ahead through something. We can forge um, through the jungle. We can forge through a, a existential jungle of our life. You know, we can just mm. forge through um, and it, it does, it calls to this, this anti-fragility of like going through the gauntlet and going through the process of, of stressing ourselves in a way that kind of pounds us into harder stuff. And it does, it is a little ironic that in like the human physiological sense, we forge ourselves with cold, where if you're trying to turn iron into steel, mm. you forge it with heat. Um, I don't know what the <laughs> big difference is in there, but we can't we can't forge ourselves in an oven. Um, but through the through the ice bath, it is kind of like a forging process. It's that like how do I how do I pound myself into something stronger than than I was when I went in? It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. And what does it mean to you, Adrian? I mean, it, it just like Jason said, it's anti fragility. It's and how would you define that anti fragility? Sitting with discomfort to find the strength on the other side. Hmm. Because even if I want to build a bicep, I have to rip and tear tissue. I have to create inflammation. I have to create that discomfort, the soreness, uh, the ripping and the tearing of the tissue in order to grow a muscle. So if I want to grow my brain muscle, my heart muscle, my spiritual muscle, how do I do that? Well, it's all of these series of discomforts, this facing the shadow, the sitting in the ick, the being okay with not being okay in order to get to the other side, just really see what it is you're made of. Like that saying that you've survived a hundred of the days that you've already been through or the hundred battles that you've already, like you've already survived everything up until this point. <laughs> One of Justin's favorites. So, yeah, One of my so favorites like, is you've survived hundred percent of your darkest days. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Thank you, sir. And so I know I think of it this way. I think, well, of course something harder is going to happen tomorrow. Of course I have not even been through the deepest, most challenging part of my life yet. And so these things don't go away. These hard things don't go away, but we can forge ourselves so that as they continue to come up, we are better at responding to them. Hmm. I can be stronger in my emotional sense of grief. I can be stronger in a difficult romantic or otherwise conversation. I can be stronger in facing my shadow self because I'm not afraid of hard things. And so this form of forging myself helps me grow the capacity to continue to challenge myself in new and more difficult ways. Yeah, that's really, really good. And then if we take that to competition, because I, I think about it, um, I'm trying to see how I 
say this about some of my friends. Um, let's just say there was two guys that were incredible competitors, like uh, Olympians or even medalist or, or gold level stuff. And, um, and they are so good on the mats, but I didn't know I was introducing them to their first ice bath. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really, probably a fail on my side, being a coach or, or like coaching through it, be more experienced. Like, oh, they got this, you know, just let them go. Mm. And then just take a few deep breaths, get in at like, it's nothing. You're good. And then, and then it was, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Right. Mm. And, and popping out of there. And, uh, and I was like, whoa, like just so for competition, you guys are now seeing competitors spring mm. up mm -hmm. and, um, it's a, that can be challenging, but also, you know, why you did this, you began it, like the purpose in it, like it's, uh, the, the, your competitors call you guys. I think I've read that they call you guys the Rolls Royce of ice baths, <laughs> right? We're not them, but we're, we're still good. We're here. Yeah. Um, and I call you all that and, uh, it is the best in class and really well made and keeps on ticking or, or icing, however you say it. And <laughs> it's, um, but whenever you see let's say competitors, because I, I know one of them and I won't use their name. I know one of them and a few of my friends went with them uh -huh. and I was saying, Hey, go over here and I promise you, you're going to love it. And they went with the other guys uh -huh. and they're inside their garage or inside their backyard or inside their home. And then it leaks on them and mm. it's just like uh, a failure. And maybe, maybe that's a good company win it for all the right reasons. But I think from a little bit of explanation, like hearing, well, they're probably using these parts from over there. They're making it cheaper and quicker and pumping them out. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to competition, like how do you guys see it? Is it the ever expanding abundant pie that there's enough for everyone? Um, y'all are the ones with the purpose and, and the reasons and y'all come out at the, the end of it, like the victors, or is it even a competition? Is it just, uh, how do you see it? Yeah. Just wondering from the entrepreneur aspect, like it is something where, where, you know, you're leading a business. I try to, um, um, I try to not slip into any sort of like negative energetic yeah. levels. Um, there's a couple of companies that have popped up that, uh, have gone this way of like really talking shit about us hmm. in, in ways, any way that they can find or make up really. Sad to hear. Um, and it's, and they've like trolled our customers and DM them and done these like really weird trolly like comment threads underneath their posts, things like I'm, I'm just like, I'm not gonna give that any energy. If you wanna approach yeah. things from that kind of scarcity mindset where you have to take me out of the market to kind of to find your customers, then I mean, you're you're welcome to to kind of put that energy out. And if that works for you, that works for you. I'm just gonna keep working on myself, my company, my own tribe, my own um, people. A lot of the companies, a lot of the other companies out there, we've talked to them. Yeah. Like, yeah, great. We're, we're friends. That's cool. Like, <laughs> a lot of them we've we've helped in their early development. Um, we've we've compared notes. We're like, well, how are you doing? Okay, you're doing it that way. This is how we're doing it. Like, you know, cool. any 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 punk ass engineer can take can go and take one of my products apart and figure out how it works. Like, you know, I'm not trying to hold all the all the. I'm not trying to tuck all the nuts away in some hidden you know, whatever, um, you know, we've told people how we do it. We've, we've shown people how we build things and that's great. And we really tried to come at it from that abundance mindset where this is a new thing uh, in an emerging culture. 
There are 7.2 billion people on this planet and every single one of them could use an ice bath for some reason. Um, you know, most of them are never gonna get in one, but to approach this from some sort of scarcity mindset, like we gotta take each other out in the marketplace in order to succeed, it's not something that we try to give energy to. We really try not to even, you know, let that um, flutter. Uh, and I've often said, um, kind of off the cuff that we don't have competitors. Like you can't steal my customers. You can only find yours. Your customers are your customers. My customers are my customers. If if the other machine out there is the one that resonates with you um, energetically, um, economically, for the space, for whatever you're working on, again, we say, any amount of cold is a good amount of cold. Whatever gets you cold, Yeah, you know? And that's why we've always um, kind of, come at this from, uh, first of all, creating new knowledge and sharing new knowledge. That was really, that was really the goal. It's like, we're finding things out, we're discovering things. Adrian's on a healing journey. I'm mm. on my own healing journey. All these other people are on their healing journeys or, or journeys to optimize or to, to work on their things. And just how do we collect that knowledge and share that so that it's useful to other people? Um, and so that's really kind of how we've mm. we've we've come at it, and it's been interesting to see, you know, because again, we weren't serial entrepreneurs. We weren't there like just analyzing where's the hole in the marketplace that I can fill. Um, this is something that we we stumbled upon ourselves. It was a backyard engineering project that we built for ourselves, and it was like this calling of of like nobody is nobody is supplying the market with what the market wants and so we did the best that we can we continue to do the best that we can to to iterate our product to serve our customers to find our customers to grow our culture to create that new knowledge to put that new knowledge out there and for the most part unless you're talking shit about me i'm still an open book you you got questions about how i do what i do give me a call you know shoot me a dm um i had a guy reach out to me from south Africa. Hmm. And he like DM me on Instagram. And he's like, I saw somewhere on a podcast, you talking about how you shared um, knowledge with another company. Uh, and he's like, I've been trying to build this thing in my backyard myself. Can I show you? I'm like, yeah. That's Let's awesome. Have a, we had a Zoom call and he, it was weird because he's like treating me like some sort of celebrity. He's like, I can't <laughs> believe you, you're taking, I'm like, yeah, show me what you got, man. I'm like, okay, so here's the problem here. You see all these air gaps right there? That's creating condensation. That's why you're getting all of this stuff. So what you want to do is get some of this stuff and you put it over here like that. Make sure you're really sealing this off because any air that's going to get in there, it's going to create condensation issues. You really got to airtight this thing and like he we now we're on a whatsapp chat and he sends me <laughs> updates from his little you know south african backyard project that he's working on and i'm like i'm just giving him hints in here i'm like yeah i can see um yeah yeah this is we did this you know early on and it didn't work out for us we ended up coiling this around here and wrapping you need to shorten that and plug it into there and he's like I can't believe you're sharing all of this with me. I'm like, what do I have to gain <laughs> from being like, no, fuck you, buy my product, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean- It's true. I, yeah. I When I, I don't know, just like reflect on what if somebody had done this for you? What if someone mm. had treated you well, you know? And, yeah. and uh, when I started my clothing store, I just remember there were some, and I know that's a totally <clears throat> different business, but still there were a lot of people that already had stores that were just, not nice to me and yeah. it i was just like i'm never gonna treat people like that and yeah. when i had my store then when people came to me and said i'm thinking of opening a store i was like great what can i share with you what can i help you with because 
no one did it for me, A. And B, there is enough room for everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. No matter what industry you're in, there's yeah. enough mm -hmm. room for everyone. The only one I can be in competition is with is myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I look at it. And I teach the Morotsko method. You can use the Morotsko method, whether you're taking a cold shower, splashing your face, or in any product on the market. I have certified Morotsko method guides that own other cold plunge companies. <laughs> and they've come to me for the Morotsko method. Our number one goal is to spread this cold healing to the masses. Mm. And if your company does that, I celebrate you. Awesome. If you what are doing that, I celebrate you. Mm -hmm. I hope that you do it with a pure heart. I hope that you do it with the intention of healing and not with the intention of dragging other people down. But if that is your intention, you can't touch me with a 10-foot pole. Hmm. I am not in competition with you. I want you to win too. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Never rooting for someone's... Because Downfall or defeat, but no. like hoping that they win too. If we're all winning, yeah. then we're all introducing cold to the masses. And yeah. that is my mission in life. That is Oof. my ultimate dream come true. That's awesome. Is introducing the benefits of cold to the healing. The mm. Healing benefits of cold. Do you, hear, do you hear yourself say that and think like 10 years ago, you would have been like, what is she talking about? Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. Even, even five years ago, before my first ice bath of the November will be my five-year anniversary. Ooh, of, we'll of to do something special. I think yeah. so. Go I visit so. that ice hotel and something. wherever it is. <laughs> something really big. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, I don't know who I was then. I don't mm. know who I'll be in the future, but I sure love who I've become as a result of this practice. Whoa. Thank you, Ice. <laughs> Thank you, Jason, for yeah. the backyard yeah. project. Has it affected your sex life? Oh, yeah, babe. Like, <laughs> is it Let's go there. Because of like the hormonal, is it okay if I mention yeah. this on your show? Okay, this is something I would talk about. Well, but, I mean, I think it's the relaxing more than anything. You know, that getting you out of your head and into your body, it it helps you relax. Because when we're thinking, especially I think of long-term relationships, we're in 10 years now. Our nine-year wedding anniversary is Monday. Oh, um, hey, so, congrats. You know, and especially of owning a business together, you can get really bogged down in that day-to-day -day of mm -hmm. like, we got to do this. We got to take care of the animals. We got to worry about where the kids were, not anymore. Um, and, you know, the business, this, and you can get really bogged down in those day-to-day -day things. Whereas when you take an ice bath, again, it's like flipping that switch. Like my favorite time of day to take an ice bath is in the afternoon where I feel like, wow, how am I even going to get through this evening of like feeding myself well and being present with my headspace and my time and taking an ice bath lets you just kind of flip that switch and drop everything down. Plus it's the testosterone boost. So this is good for men. It's also good for women. It's good for our own sex drive. It's good for our own hair production. It's good to help regulate our hormones. It helps us, it helps provide us that extra energy. So that's where I'll speak for me. And also I'll just say blood flow. Blood flow, <laughs> blood flow, blood flow is the answer. Ask Viagra, they'll tell you. But there's not a Viagra for women. There is an ice bath for mm. women. So this is one of the things that we talk about on our, I host a monthly women's call for women in ice. And there's kind of a smaller market for women in ice baths, like health and wellness. Women own that practice. But when it comes to the ice, it's more of a smaller market as women. And so I host this monthly call specifically for women in the ice. And these are some of the things that we talk about is how when you first develop this practice, your sex drive goes through the roof. It levels out. I think over the years, it kind of levels out a little bit. But if you start to struggle in that area, especially as a woman, go take an ice bath. Keep your legs spread wide open. And let me tell you, let that blood flow go where it needs to go. <laughs> I'll let Jason speak on the rest of that. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, again, just uh, from the increase in testosterone. So I got my testosterone checked um, right before my 40th birthday. Um, and I think I was in the low 500s, um, which I guess is is still respectable in our society. Um, then I got it checked again uh, right at my 41st birthday, and I'm up in the 700s. Then 42nd birthday, I'm up in the 900s. What? <laughs> Which is like the testosterone of a 19-year-old, yeah. basically. And I don't do any, um, I don't do any TRT or or hormones. Look or anything at that. Like that. You do the ice. Do the ice. You know, um, you it'll be interesting it two to. Two times. Yeah. Yeah. Almost doubled it. Yeah. Um, uh, it dipped back down in the ways to well um, draw. It was back into the high, mid to high 700s. Uh, I kind of attribute that to a very stressful winter just with the sure. business and everything like that. Um, and it'll be interesting to see now that I've been doing the ways to well supplements and um, also uh, Paul Saladino's, um, uh, the uh, organ meat pills. Hmm. I've been doing that as well. So when I get that- what? Heart yeah. and soil, I think yeah. they're called. Yeah, heart, wow. heart and yeah. soil. Yeah, Paul Saladino um, markets these- they're capsules, which I like because a buddy of mine, he was doing um, the liver chips, right? Which he says, it's like, you've never heard of this? Mm -mm. So they're it's it, they're like chips, they're dried chips, but they're made out of like beef Probably liver. Probably do it. Yeah, he says, he says- I, mean, I, eat, I can eat pretty much anything, but- Yeah, he yeah. says it's like chewing scabs. <laughs> um, Not gonna do it. Super good for you, apparently. <laughs> but uh, Paul Saladino markets these, uh, they're capsules. And so yeah. I take six of the capsules a day. Uh, so you don't taste anything at all, but you're getting all of these, um, all of these really grass-fed, ground-up um, beef organs. And one is specifically for men's health, and it's got like, um, it's got like bovine testicle and like dried blood and all of this other stuff in the capsules. So it'll be interesting when I get my next blood draw to Amy see. Amy doesn't you know. know what to think over that. Wow, <laughs> they're they're pretty do incredible. You, do you and feel if you struggle to get organ meats in your diet, which most of us do. Yeah, because um, they're not and appetizing. And especially if you they're travel a lot, it can be really hard to find. And yeah, they're not always appetizing, especially if you're not some gourmet chef. But to be able to just pop some capsules is like easy peasy. What do you feel the benefits of those are? Like energy? Um, yeah, energy. I, I mean, I, I like looking at myself in the mirror. I, I think I look younger than I was <laughs> looking in my, in my, you know, upper 30s, mid to upper 30s. Um, and, you know, again, that could be attributed to a lot of things. I graduated college when I was 33, 33 years old because um, I went back to school on the GI Bill. I started college when I was 29. So I graduated with my engineering degree at 33, started that office life, um, you know, putting on the polo and the khakis. I can't even going, picture. I can't picture yeah, that way at all. Um, going to the, you know, going to the office every day and kind of, kind of playing the part of that, you know, the office politics. And you couldn't really talk a whole lot about, I couldn't speak my truth, you know, and my truth is, I'm a combat veteran who's done a lot of psychedelic medicine. Um, you know, when I filled out my PTO, uh, my pay time off request form in 2019 to go to Burning Man, I called it a camping trip. You know, so I just told him, oh, I'm going camping in Nevada for a week. I'll be off grid. Um, I mean, these are these are like almost little superficial things. They seem superficial, but when you're not living in your authentic truth, you know, when you're not 
living and expressing, you know, yourself when you when you're going to an office life eight to nine hours a day and you've got to drop in on that and you can only talk about certain things, about certain topics with certain people, and you really kind of and everybody's got a different truth, you know. I mean maybe, maybe there are a lot of people in the office politic world who that's their truth is, you know, they're Bob from accounting and that's they're living their truth. And if Bob from accounting is living his truth as Bob from accounting, then more power to you, Bob. But so many of us, we have to put on these different faces and, you know, we have to look a certain way and dress a certain way and act yeah, a certain mask, way, a costume. You mask mm -hmm. a costume. Um, and that can be, that can be really detrimental, especially, you know, to our, our, our mental state, our hormonal state, you know, aging. So there, there's a lot there, but definitely through working with the diet, cleaning up the diet, exercising, um, entrepreneurship, ice bath, um, all of that stuff. I feel like I'm aging in reverse, like, like in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah, that's the awesome. Goal. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. We, I think we can go get. In, you didn't get in the ice bath earlier. I guess we can do it whenever we get back. Well, she, no. oh wait, yeah, you just had something done. I had a little procedure done. No. So we'll talk about that on my show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, wow, you know, I, I'm, I'm really. This is just. It's fun to learn. It's fun to get to know y'all's story more. Oh, thank you. I knew that you guys were amazing and incredible people, <laughs> and always will be. And you're just a joy, and like you brought a lot of joy. In our lives, like I'm so excited to introduce people to the cult. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, You've been a great support. And you we know, you but he really does honor like what you were talking about when you said, you know, checking in with your body today. Because mm. I remember a few months ago, Justin all of a sudden just wasn't doing cold plunges. Mm. And I can't remember precisely what was going Maybe you had shingles or mm. something was going on with your body. And it was like, I was like, quit beating yourself up about not doing cold plunge all the time. I was like, maybe mm -hmm. you're not supposed to right now. Maybe your body is just going through something where you need this time right now. And I thought that that was actually a pretty cool experience for you to just say, oh, well, maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now or not mm -hmm. supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, I took a little break. And then once I started again, I was just like revigorated to mm -hmm. do it more. And yeah. Like a big benefit from I taking went through some time that recently off. too. I had a few weeks where I just hadn't gotten in, and wow. it was it was probably four or five weeks, and we were traveling a lot too. Um, but I I can have access whenever I want access. I can have mm -hmm. access, and I wasn't doing it. And then just about a week ago, I went in for the first time, and it was hard. At about 30, 40 seconds, I wanted to jump out. And my hands, like I could feel it. Everyone says, I don't put my hands in because it hurts so bad. Well, it hurts so bad because you don't put your hands in. Yep. So like I have an ice bath for that. And I always say that you ought to submerge your hands. And so here I am 30 seconds in feeling my hands, freaking out, thinking, what the heck did I get myself into? I was not ready for this. And yes, I was because mm -hmm. I sat there for another couple of minutes. I moved through that discomfort. I got out. I felt great. And now I'm back on my practice again. Mm. And so it's like when we take that time off, just because we have a forge in our backyard does not mean we're supposed to be using it every day. Like, listen to your body, honor your body, understand that there's an ebb and a flow. And this is a practice like with anything. You don't want to work out 365 days. You don't want to do maybe you want to do yoga and breath work 365 <laughs> days. But like you don't want to do everything every single day. Yeah. And I'm I'm having to learn that as I. As an aging fighter that is making a comeback uh, to MMA, like hoping, hopefully going to fight before the end of the year. Mm. And 
I'm in there training with the best in the world that are training. These guys, uh, this group, like oftentimes trains seven days a week, two, mm. three times a day. Mm -hmm. And me being 35 now, I'm like, oof, uh, I've, having had shoulder surgery and elbow surgery and knee surgery and there's plenty of other surgeries, I'm sure, and uh, breaks and all sorts of stuff that I'm like, oof, I need to... Um, just like with the ice, feel it, right? And so I think I'm going to start taking Mondays and Fridays off so I can really hit it hard Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Saturday, Sunday. Uh, it's just the way I'm feeling it and Monday, Fridays be a fundraising day for Fight and for the Forgotten. And then that might change mm -hmm. in three weeks. When yeah. you've developed that new practice and yeah. your body has made that adjustment because mm -hmm. we also, we become resilient to these things that we introduce to our lives. Yeah. And so after a while, too, when I was taking my ice bath, I'm like, this isn't hitting the way that it was hitting before. And I don't really want to sit in here for 10 minutes. And so take a couple of days and then go back. Yeah. You know, give yourself that time to well, build that resilience. Yeah. Some reason I'm just flashing back to something you said earlier. And then we were just at a book signing for a friend of mine or ours, uh, Zachary Levi. And he's an actor. He was Shazam and been in a bunch of other stuff, Chuck mm -hmm. and some other things. And he uh, he wrote a book called Radical Love. Mm. And it's talking about being vulnerable and mm. about, about really, it's all about mental health. That's his greatest passion and what he wants to tell and shout out to the whole world, mental health, mental health, mental health. And him being, uh, and, and Jared Padalecki, another friend was, was up there and they were doing this panel together. And both these guys have been, you know, the famous ones that have crazy long lines and super fans and, and rightfully so they're amazing people. But I think for them, they battled something that I have my childhood dream. It's become a reality. Yet I feel like I want to take my life or I'm going mm. through this depression or whatever it is. And so it was really interesting to hear them talking because I was, I was proud of them. It was profound. It was, it was powerful stuff talking about, Hey, it doesn't matter if we play a superhero on TV. It's like, we're, we're people, we're humans. And mm. we're like, we got to be vulnerable and let you know that we've gone through it. We've had to go to treatment for mental health. We've had to go seek therapy and like, go get a therapist and really great stuff. But the whole reason I shared that was they talked about the difference in Zach's book, which we're going to have to read, but it, he talks about a difference between fixing and healing mm. and how oftentimes he thought if he could just fix himself, he'd heal. Or once he was healed, quote unquote healed, mm -hmm. that he was fixed yeah. right. and that then he could move on and then you have a rude awakening like the pandemic and all of a sudden, Oh, I'm not quote unquote healed. Like healing's a lifelong process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was wondering if you guys could frame that. What's the difference? Because you're an engineer. You probably want to fix stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're on this healing journey, and it's it's to bring healing to the masses. Mm -hmm. So if you guys could riff or, or dissect or just what do you think the difference is between fixing and healing, like authentically? So what's coming up for me is um, recently I took a forge out to Dripping Springs um, to a, a men's retreat. There's a local men's group here in Austin called the Empowered Brotherhood. Yeah, you we've know, had Garen on and yeah, yeah. they've helped change a, friend, and, um, a couple friends' lives. I um, We took a, a forge out there and, and had it out there for a retreat. And this is my first time meeting Preston Smiles. Oh, yeah. and um, Great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. And there's a couple of things that he said to me. Um, um, cause he, he, I met him and, uh, we were setting up the forge and we were talking and he was just, he was just asking about, you know, the company and my journey. And, um, I was telling him, you know, 
Yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I always ebb and flow back between, because, you know, I'm a soldier and, you know, I've got that soldier mentality of like fight, fight, fight until the mission is done, until the mission is won. And it doesn't matter if I, if I die or if I'm broken or whatever, like it's the mission, it's the mission, it's the mission. And that's that soldier mentality, that martyr mentality. Mm. And I'll paraphrase um, Preston, but he said, you know, one of the greatest powers that he learned in his life was that um, when he was when he was giving from a full state, from a full cup, you know, and then his gift to the world was everything that was spilling over, like how precious that gift was. But if we give ourselves from a depleted state, if we're spilling over from a depleted cup, then our gift is depleted. And so we have to understand that filling our cup first is the ultimate priority, mm. right? Because then everything that we have to give flows from that full state instead of that depleted state. And then you know, he told me something and I, he got it from somewhere, um, something about like the four stages of existence. There's life happening to me, life happening by me, uh, life happening through me and life happening as me. And so when life is happening to me, that's that, like that victim mentality where I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just being bombarded on all sides by, by injustice, by unfairness, by, by hurt, by, by trauma, by whatever. And we can elevate ourselves from that to a place of life is happening by me. That's I'm happening to life. I'm filling out the spreadsheet. I'm pulling the crank. I'm pushing the button. I'm doing the thing. And a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck in that. A lot of innovators get stuck in that life is happening by me. I'm doing the thing and I'm constantly doing the thing. I'm lifting the weight. I'm going to the training. I'm lifting the medicine ball. I'm doing the fight. I'm, I'm taking the hammer. I'm hitting the, the nail on the head. Um, yeah, I'm bringing home the bacon. I'm doing this. I'm doing that, da, 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 da. Um, but when we can elevate ourselves from that where life is happening through me, that's when we get closer to that full cup stage because then we're just existing, right? We're just existing and we're, we're cultivating a culture around us where we're offering things from a more resonant state. And you know what that life happening as me is, I still got to figure that one out. <laughs> um, but that's that journey and that's that where we have to, something I'm working on myself is taking those breaks. And if I yeah. got to... If I got to take a, a Sunday and just lay in the grass and 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 kind of keep an eye on things from a distance, but but really check in on myself, or if I need to um, need to take a break, or need to go on a walk, or need to find some some moment, some evening, or or a, a weekend to spend with Adrian, then that's f- that that filling my cup, so that when I come back to offering. I'm doing it from that full state and it's not from that depleted state. And I think with, um, you know, and I'm, I'm not a, not an MMA fighter, but if I'm training twice a day, seven days a week, four weeks a month, 12 months a year, like it, where, where does that fighter get to that diminished return? And are yeah. they, are they now training from a depleted state? Like when are they actually coming in and taking a break? and refilling, realigning their energy, their their mindset, their mentality, letting their body heal a little bit so that when they come back, there's a synergistic effect. Um, and then, then the training goes yeah, you're a right. little deeper. There's, um, I mean, and, and normally fight camps are eight to 12 weeks long, and uh, but the principle you have there is right. And that's why me as, well, one of the guys I talked to that actually got in the forge, an Olympian, uh, he was the only American to ever be invited to live in the Caucasus Mountains of, of Russia. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're the most winning legacy sports dynasty of all times. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think the U.S. has maybe like 
15, 20 gold medals in wrestling. They have like 130 something. Mm. Like it's, they're just beast of any sport of all times. Like they're the most winning since after the world war or world war two. And they, they have a system where he was talking to me about it. Cause I'm like, dude, as I'm getting older, I got to figure this out. Like, like longevity. Cause like, man, they do three weeks on one week off mm. and that one week off, they're actually coming to play. They still yeah. show up to the gym, yeah. but they might be doing stretching. They might be playing dodgeball as like 30 something year old, like Olympians, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're getting in touch and like playing as kids and things. I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. And, uh, so yeah, looking at that and the, the guys I'm training with, they, there's some magic in the water. They are there. There's something because they're, they're doing some great stuff. But I'm also looking and this one's 20, this one's 24, this one's 28, you know, some, some young guns for sure. Mm. And, uh, so me just having the awareness of like how to honor myself as I'm coming back to, mm -hmm. to make sure this, this engine I've got, like it's, it's not overloaded and overlooked, looked and, and blown up gasket, you know, mm -hmm. not checking under the hood. Yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, thanks. I, I think of fixing and healing as yeah. like fixing being the trauma kind of scarcity mindset. When I was going, 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 always in a state of challenging competition, it was about um, get it done, power through. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about anything else. Just get the job done. And when I look at healing, I think of it as more of a mindful presence. Mm. Like I said, I can get overwhelmed at the number of things that I have to do in a day. If I can scale it back to what is right here right now, then I'm present. And I'm not worried about getting things done. I'm not worried about scarcity. I'm not worried about the end of the day or tomorrow, what, what is and is not going to get done. I know that I'm going to do what I'm doing when I'm doing it and only then. And I think it's also a bit of a testament to trusting the future. Like I don't have to fix things because if I'm doing right now, if what I'm doing right now feeds my greater vision and my higher purpose, then I know I'm doing the right thing. And also I think it's about taking those pauses in the moment. Even if I've got back-to-back -back clients, if I look at you and I say, Justin, I know we only have an hour together today. I want to take five minutes to center myself and ground myself before we begin our session. Will you give me that five minutes? Who's going to say no? In any aspect of your life, if I were to look at either of you or him or anyone around me and say, I'm going to take a few minutes to center myself, will you give me that time? Who's going to say no? We can always take the time we need for ourselves so that we can then show up more present for ourselves and for the people around us. That's healing. That's not fixing. That's healing. Hmm. That's great. See Amy over there nodding and taking notes. I take a lot of notes from her too. I take a lot of notes from her too. <laughs> well, thank y'all for being here today. Thank yeah. you for having oh, us. Wow. Where can people go buy a forge? Where can people follow you? Where can people listen to the meditations? I will share this. So you can buy a forge at www.marotskoforge.com or you can email us at info at .com. You can find us on Instagram at at Marotsko Forge, at Jason underscore Marotsko, at Adrian underscore Jezik. You can also find us on YouTube at Marotsko Forge, and you can go to our playlist to see the operations of a forge. It's really a plug and play device. Uh, you can also access the meditations there. We also offer the Marotsko method as an online certification now. So if you're interested in that, awesome. shoot us an email. 
Yeah, that's awesome. It was almost like a play button. It was like a, you, I've done this. A I've done this. It's like my second rodeo. It's like my second rodeo. <laughs> well, and you can awesome. hear you can hear us here on Justin Runs podcast. Right. You can there even hear me on Amy's podcast. That's yes, right. that's right. Uh, yes, we're everywhere. Adrian's story. It's really, really good. It's yeah. really, really mm-hmm. good on the Amy Edwards show mm-hmm. about and a year ago, and and it was funny because I uh, we both came down with the vid yeah. right mm-hmm. at the day. Well, I found out I had it the day after we recorded and I mm-hmm. texted you and I said, I'm so sorry. I was you like, know, girl, let me bring you some picnic. Yeah. We tested <laughs> positive and you were like, we don't care at all. Like literally you're just all immune system over rest. here. And you were just, yeah. yeah. And I thought that that was really, I cool. mean, Fauci caught it and I still haven't been able to. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's not ice bathing. Clearly. No, clearly, clearly. not. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, is there anything you want to leave us with or <clears throat> in either anything you guys wanted to share? They haven't or a burning desire, something that was like, I just want to thank you. This. You've been um, such a great supporter of ours and it's just been great to, um, to get to know you and Amy and um, all of the love that you guys have, have shown us. And uh, I always love, I always love talking about you guys. To oh, people. thank you. And, um, so same. Yeah, same. I want to echo exactly yeah. that. And also say that, Amy, a lot of times I channel you as my spirit animal <gasps> oh my between gosh. your sass and your style and your you. just your overall essence. I love you oh, as a person you. And, you. and all the wonderful things that you share. And I just want to say like anyone anywhere who is interested in learning about this, my whole goal is to shout this healing benefit from the rooftop. So if you want to have a conversation with me, drop a DM. Yeah. I am open. I want to talk about this stuff. I want to help you figure out how to get on your healing journey. So please reach out. We're listening right now and they're really wanting to go look it up. It's Adrian underscore and then spell it for him. J-E-Z-I-C-K. Awesome. And I like that, you know, you've got one here that people can go use if they're maybe even in an area or whatever. You can find one, like the one you have at, um, what was it? ARX? Outsiders Anonymous. Outsiders Anonymous. Outsiders Anonymous. Or reach out to me. I'd love to introduce you to a nice bath here in Austin, Texas. Yeah, we're going to leave here. Uh, We're going to uh, pick one up from the Austin airport. Yeah, as soon as we leave here. Yeah, because the first one I did with y'all, y'all were putting on an event and had like four of them at ARX. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was fun. Yeah. And that's where I knew. It hits different. It hits yeah, different. It hits different. Because uh, it was Thank the coldest ice bath. This, <laughs> this is what cold feels like. Yes. Yes. yes and that's, what, that's one of the things I would recommend people try Adrian's um, meditations too, because that's one of the things you yep. say. This is what cold feels like. And you, you take the thinking out of it. Mm-hmm. You use sound bowls mm-hmm. and affirmations and all. It's totally my language. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I think that that's a really cool way to do it that probably a lot of people haven't experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've uh, some reason whenever the some females have come over to to jump in, I'm, I've some of the women. I'm like, you know, what? I'm just gonna turn on Adrian for you. <laughs> it's a great experience for him. So I've done that a couple I love times. That. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, please go check out the meditations. Go check out the Forge website. Go check out Adrian and Jason online. We'll have all Instagram. the links. In the show we'll have notes. all the links oh, in the show notes. You guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you to the listeners for yeah. being here. Absolutely. I hope that this empowers you to rise up and overcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, don't forget to send your overcome stories to overcomepodcast at gmail.com. And also rate, review, subscribe, and follow Overcome with Justin Wren.